0: Gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Dollar up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. Curry, right downtown, top. This the tagger. Here's the problem I'm seeing. Zion's gonna want out soon. the i I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. I say Mama? out Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host Josh Kingston. Today, we have the biggest two games to kick off the postseason. As crazy as that may sound, these are two p- pretty big games. We have a lot to talk about. Today's going to be a quick 30, 40 minute podcast if that just because um, a timing and B, it's postseason. I just want to talk to you guys about these two games, the playing games, because we have Lakers Timberwolves and then Heat Hawks, and I'm gonna talk about the Timberwolves Lakers first, because even though that's the prime time game tonight instead of the four thirty game. I, want, I feel compelled to talk about the Timberwolves-Lakers game first because we have a lot to unpack and to digest, especially if you're a Timberwolves fan. If you're a Lakers fan, you should feel more confident. You really should. Taking all bias out of it, Lakers fans should be feeling extremely confident about this situation and about the team they're facing because... I've never seen a team self-destruct before the postseason in the way that the Timberwolves have done it. So, I find that very, very interesting. If you guys hear my uh, keyboard, my apologies. I'm just trying to look at the playoff picture again so we can break that down. So, if we're going to pull this up real quick, this is the start of the plan. Is there, like, really no image? Hold up. Here we go. My bad. So, you guys know the stakes. You guys know the stakes. So, the winner of tonight's 78. So, the uh, winner of tonight's Lakers Timberwolves game, they go face the Grizzlies. And the winner of the Heat Hawks game gets to go face the Celtics. Pretty much how it all shapes up. The. So, I want to jump right into it. You guys know where to find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, especially on YouTube. Remember, those live streams are coming up for today, uh, starting at 4, 10 after 4, 4.15. I am not going to be hopping on the mic for either of these games today. It's just going to be a nice and simplistic live stream, but I will be active. So, if you guys do have questions, just pop them into the chat. I will answer them. Maybe for the Suns game, I'll I'll talk about it. Why not? I will talk about the Suns. Um, I probably will make a live stream about that. Reveal my voice. Not my face, but most likely my voice. Talk to you guys from there. Because I know you guys like those live streams, and we may do it from there. But I'm only going to be doing it for select games. So when I make that announcement, you best believe you guys should join. You best believe that I'm going to be bringing all my hot takes. And everything like that all the good stuff I want to jump into this very interesting Lakers Timberwolves game that game is 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time and if you're on the East Coast my friends that'll be 10 p.m. and I really hope by me saying that I'm not an idiot please give me one second uh yep that's right three hours no I'm not an idiot don't don't. I just had to fact check myself. My brain gets scrambled every now and again. But besides that, Lakers, Timberwolves, and I don't know if you guys been keeping up my podcast or if you've been living on a rock outside my podcast. You guys not seen what's going down on Sunday, even though it's Easter. I would still hope you you guys have a good understanding or a basic understanding of what happened Sunday. So even if the Timberwolves get past the Lakers. It will be suicidal if they face the Grizzlies. I think it's suicidal way if they if they lose. If they lose and they have to go play an extra game, and they may face the Nuggets. It's suicidal either way. It's detrimental either way. Because I want to break this down for you guys. I want to recap Sunday. So there was altercation between Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert. Kyle Anderson. Was using very interesting words towards Rudy Gobert. I cannot repeat them on air, but I can tell you what was going on. I'll tell you that there was a lot of heat discussions. There was, I don't know if it was supposed to be like a motivating type, but it got heated real fast. And Rudy Gobert shoved him, it was not, it was a punch, technically a punch to the chest, but. Let's be honest, if people are crying about that being a punch to the chest, knife to the face, you guys need to toughen up. I get it why Tim Connolly and the uh, Timberwolves suspended Rudy Gobert because he did throw a shot, but it was not like he went all MJ on him. It's not like he broke his jaw. Do you guys remember that when he pretty much banged up Steve Kerr really bad? I see that was in practice too. Wasn't in game. I have to pull that up. Because I'm familiar with the story. And how it goes. Because it's Michael Jordan. And he's a very intense competitor. And he just sees things a certain way. But Rudy Gobert is not Michael Jordan obviously. And minusing out my opinions of the guy. I just want everyone to know. That this is bad for the Timberwolves. This was a selfish act. By both sides. I'm not saying that Kyle Anderson is holier than Rudy Gobert. I'm not saying one's better than the other. No, they're an equal fault because Kyle Anderson, very small in size, is comparing, it, comparing his size, his frame, just who he is to Rudy Gobert, he did egg him on. He did try to push the envelope way too far and it resulted in a mini- um, a flare-up turned into a suspension. So, if that being said, I'm going to read you guys off the injury report. Because I need everyone to understand, this continues to go with my story on Sunday, just summarizing it up. Rudy Gobert, he's suspended one game indefinitely, not by the NBA, but by the Minnesota Timberwolves, by the franchise. I need that to be clear. The NBA did not step in. This was a team decision. Um, many statements were released by Rudy Gobert, by the Timberwolves. I don't know if Kyle Anderson released one, but that's not pertinent to the game or to anything really because statements, a guy can mean or a guy can, is just supposed to be out there, right? Those are supposed to be said. That's just how it goes. Then you have Jay McDaniels. He is out definitely after punching a wall and breaking his hand or the more technical term, fracturing his hand, he punched a wall, and you guys can go look up the video for yourself, it wouldn't make sense if I was just playing you guys the audio clip, but you guys should go take advantage of that, of the YouTube machine, and go look at it, because I, in my podcast on Monday, yesterday, uh, everything just seems to be going a lot slower, Faster, so I don't even know what day it is anymore. Don't judge me. I came out with... I came out with um, the podcast episode revolving around the Timberwolves, puffs, all that stuff. And I shared my f- thoughts and feelings on the matter extensively. And I told you guys... What went on with Jamie Downs. But in short, he punched the wall out frustration heading back to the locker room. Next thing you know, he was icing his hand. Next thing you know, further imaging confirmed, he fractured his hand. And he's going to be out for a good chunk of time. So that's not good. That's not good at all. Then Jalen Noel, he's a shooting guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't know if you guys really know him or not, but he's been averaging 10 and per game off of 45% from the field. He is doubtful. He is legit doubtful for the game. I don't expect him to play. I expect him to be out. I 100% expect him to be out. And I believe that... He's already been ruled out and I'm checking the ESPN injury report as well as the Timberwolves injury report. And I am seeing that he is, his current status is out. Even though it's been going from questionable to doubtful, it looking like he's out. We already know about Naz Reed. I feel so bad for him. He already had successful surgery to repair that left fracture. I really do feel bad. I love Naz Reed. He was having one heck of a year. It just went really, really bad. Really, really fast. So, currently we have no Gobert, no Reed, no McDaniels, and most likely no Noel. And I got one more bad news for everyone. One more. I'm just trying to scoot in my chair. I got one more bad news. Carl Anthony Towns. My man, Big Cat. Currently, he's dealing with a calf injury. He is currently day-to-day, and he's questionable for Tuesday's game against the Lakers. My personal opinion is this. He's going to play. I couldn't see why he wouldn't play. If he didn't play, we have to question how much he loves his team and loves competing in in hopes to get a postseason spot. But I'm not saying he's not going to play. So most likely, he's going to play. But right now, he's listed as questionable He's just going day to day. So, as far as I know right now, his status is still up. If I get something new, I'll definitely let you guys know before the episode is over. But as of right now, he is questionable. But the big guys Rudy Gobert, Jay McDaniels, Jalen Noel, Nas Reed, yeah, they're all out. Doubtful to out. Now, if you're a Lakers fan, you're going to love this bit. You're going to love this bit. Um, LeBron James, dealing with a foot injury. He called, I believe, a torn tendon, but it's a foot injury nonetheless. He's probable. Same with D'Lo and same with AD. So, no one's injured. As for, and I'm looking at the injury report that's been coming out. There is no injuries that's going to be affecting... The Los Angeles Lakers, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and D'Angelo Russell will all be playing. They're very probable. This has been confirmed by many people of the Athletic and the Spec um, and the Spectrum Sports Net. There's been many people, and I, I think even Darvin Ham commentate on it. Um, but they're definitely playing. I've seen it's been confirmed by the Lakers. Obviously, but they're gonna be playing. So, where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? Lakers Timberwolves. The Lakers only better by a game. Both teams have been up and down this season, but they rallied at the end of the season. They did. I hate the Lakers. But I respect the Lakers in some aspects. I just want that to be known. I hate the Timberwolves in certain eras, but I do love them. I love the players. I love Big Cal. I love Jay McDaniels. I love Nazareth. I-, I love Anthony Edwards. I just love that team. I, coming into the weekend, I had high hopes of the Timberwolves beating Whoever they're going to face as the 7th or 8th seed. However it's going to play out. But I thought they are going to win. I have them as strong favorites to win their playing game. And just go right to the 7th seed. Well. I thought they could beat the Lakers. Sunday morning. For the playing. But that, this has completely changed. This has completely and utterly changed. Everyone's healthy for the Lakers. Everyone's. Not healthy for the Lakers. But I just want to give you guys a kind of rough draft, I guess you would say, for the Timberwolves' death for their rotations, for their starting five. You have Mike Connolly commanding the ball. He's the point guard. Anthony Edwards, Ant-Man, he's going to be your shooting guard. Jam McDaniels is out, so it's either going to be Kyle Anderson or Tarring Prince getting the start. Carl Anthony Towns should be playing, but he's day to day. And you have Rudy Gaber who's out. So that could be that could be Tarring Prince. That could be Nathan Knight. That could be Kyle Anderson, Austin Rivers. Who knows? Who exactly knows who I don't know who's gonna be playing, but if you're looking at the second on the second line you would be like, okay, Nathan Knight would take over. And I don't know if many of you guys have heard of Nathan Knight before. This is his second season. He's averaging 3.7 points, one 1.5 uh, rebounds, and 57% from the field. He's definitely not better than Rudy Gobert, even though Rudy Gobert is not good at all. But he's nowhere near the talent of Rudy Gobert, if that makes sense, and the output. So from an output perspective and just who Rudy Gobert is, it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't cut it. I and mean, that's no knock against Nathan Knight. But I think even he would agree to a certain extent. So this gets really interesting because if you look at the Lakers, D'Lo's going to be playing, Austin Reeves is going to be playing, LeBron's going to be playing, Vanderbilt's going to be playing, and Anthony Davis is going to be playing. There's no one else injured. So you have Dennis Dennis Schroeder, Malik Beasley, Lonnie Walker, Troy Brown Jr. and Wayne Gabriel. Then you also have a healthy Roy Hachimura and Mobamba with Tristan Thompson. But I don't think I don't, I don't think Tristan is Tristan Thompson playing. Hold on. As far as I know, Tristan Thompson can play. He is eligible. I think Shaquille Harrison, the guy they also signed, is eligible to play if they chose. But I had the Timberwolves beating them. As a fan, I wanted the Timberwolves to win. I am all for the Timberwolves winning. As a reporter and, I guess, a so-called analyst you're just going to analyze this as face value, you can even go in a little bit. I would 100% take the Lakers. Because even though you have Big Cat, he is still dealing with that calf. And even though you have Anthony Edwards, you're missing Jay McDaniels, a guy that you're hoping to be able to cover up Ron. You are missing Rudy Gobert. A guy who's going to be hoping to cover Anthony Davis, right? If you want to play it out that way, if you want to go center on center and small forward small forward, then you have Big Cat on Jared Vanderbilt, and of course Anthony Edwards on either D'Lo or Austin and Mike Conley, either one of those two guys, right? If that's how you want to play it, that's you could you can you can match it up to be that way. It's bad because now, you, now you're now you hoping for a guy like Nathan Knight to cover someone, defend somebody, and match up well against a player like Anthony Davis. That's tough. You're hoping Kyle Anderson or Prince to be able to stop LeBron James. I'm not saying that James McDaniels could have stopped or could have clamped up LeBron. All I'm saying is that there could have been a better chance. There would have been a better matchup, in my opinion. Do I think Tar Prince get the job done? Of course. Kyle Anderson, maybe. But Kyle Anderson's a savvy veteran, so I'm not going to say he can't. It's just going to be a little more difficult, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. So, you have a really banged up team, and I don't know what the mentality of Tim, of the Timberwolves are. I don't know what their mentality is. I don't know how their locker room's feeling. I don't know how the Lakers' locker room, but I know the locker room in, in Los Angeles is a lot more powerful and a lot more connected and a lot more fired up than the locker room in Minnesota. And I just want to let everyone know that the Timberwolves are playing away. The home team are the Lakers. The home team is Los Angeles. But I guess ultimately what I'm trying to say is that when you look at the injury report and you look at the matchups and you look at the starting lineup, you just don't favor that well against... It just doesn't favor well for the Timberwolves. It just doesn't. I'm still going to have a hot take, though. Despite... Despite... Everything, despite all of this, I'm still going to take the Minnesota Timberwolves over the Los Angeles Lakers. Not because I hate the Lakers and there's blame favoritism. I, I, I won't do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be clear. I'm going to be right down the middle. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to play favorites here. I trust in Anthony Edwards and Big Cat's play more and their impact more than LeBron's and Anthony Davis. And I'm not being an idiot when I say that. I'm not trying to be controversial. Well, I am and I'm not. I trust Ant-Man and Big Cat more than LeBron and the Fragile One. I'm just being honest. LeBron, you already know LeBron. LeBron's just out of this world. Out of this world. But I'm taking the Timberwolves. I believe that the Timberwolves could be because they're I'm gonna take the Underdog. I'm taking the Underdog. Because the Timberwolves only have a 12.7% chance of winning, but in that 12.7% chance of winning, they're gonna pull. They're gonna. It may be ugly. It may be one of the ugliest wins ever. But I'm taking it. I'm taking the Timberwolves winning. The Timberwolves, in my book, are going to be winning. The Timberwolves, 100% winning. I'm not picking that all day, every day, but. I believe tonight we will be seeing inconsistency from the Lakers. Should that be the case? No. But I think the Timberwolves will be able to capitalize on momentum more than the Lakers. I think that we'll see runs. I think this game comes down to runs. I really do. I think it's going to be the team that has more fire and has more edge and just can be able to outscore. Because we've seen good teams with good players just not play well. We've seen bad teams with good players... In this case, we Minnesota will be the bad team with good players just because of the injuries. Just how things are going, that's just the nature of it. I think we're gonna see the Timberwolves pull. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna see the Timberwolves pull a dub. I do think a win's gonna be handed to the Timberwolves and a loss handed to the Lakers. I honestly do believe that. I think that. The Lakers will, at times, take the Timberwolves for granted. I also believe this. I believe that there's going to be some players on the Timberwolves that are going to just ball out. I think it's going to be said for the Lakers, but if the Lakers are up by 15, they're going to take their foot off the gas pill. Let's just say that happens. I believe you're going to see the Timberwolves just cook them if that's possible. Because, like, well, they're out of it. They have no one to defeat it. Just let them take their loss. People be saying it's the easiest win ever, and those easy wins turn out to be the hardest ones. Just look at the Mavericks and the Hornets. I keep referencing that; those two games, but they're credible examples, and they're two—they're one heck of an example. It's a heck of an example. I'm still taking the Lakers. I'm sorry. I'm still taking the Timberwolves. Taking the Timberwolves 100. I'm taking a 100%. I'm taking the underdog. Does the analytical side of me think that Timberwolves can get it done? No. I think that the Lakers can to eat easy dub. But the fan side of me and just watching basketball games my for a good part of my life. I'm taking the Timberwolves. I'm taking the underdog. Because the underdog story would be really, really cool. It really would be. And now, if you want to go face the Grizzlies or, yeah, Grizzlies, that's on you. Like, good luck with that. But it's better than the alternative. Having to go through another game than potentially facing Nuggets. I don't know who you'd rather face Grizzlies or Nuggets. That's going to be a tough one. That'll be a different story. Not for today. Not for today. But that's going to be for another podcast episode. So, I'm going to mark that right here, right now. I believe the Timberwolves are going to get the dub. Now, speaking about teams getting the dubs and it being easy, do not expect the Hawks-Heat game to be easy. I think it will be anything but easy. I honestly do believe this game is not going to be the easiest. This um this game goes on 4.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 7.30 p.m. East Coast Time. The game's going to be on TNT. Oh, also, if I did not say earlier, the Lakers game is going to be on ESP, um, also on TNT. So, both games TNT. Just lock it in now. So, guys, just get ready for TNT. Or, if you can't get TNT, just go to my live stream. You guys will be able to see everything. But, right here, right now, Miami's the clear favorite to win. I kind of like Miami. I like Miami's odds. I really, really do. Now, why do I like their odds? Well, I'm just going to say this. I'm, I want to break down the, the injury report. So, Kyle Lurie, he's available to play. Max Strauss, he's available to play. Nikhil Jokic, with a J. He's out, but not really concerned about him. For the Hawks, they have no one. There's no data available. So, pretty much for both teams, it's just... 0-0, Zero zero, cause Nikhil uh, Jokic really made no difference on that team, at least in my opinion. Like, let's just see what he averaged, because yeah, averaged five two and one off of forty percent. He's a rookie; and it's it's okay. Like, I'm not expecting him to go off or anything. But with all the controversies surrounding the Hawks. And just with all the trading young news that will be coming out. I'm going to touch more on that tomorrow. I'm going to talk a little more about that tomorrow. On tomorrow's podcast episode. Because remember, we're going from the 7th to the 17th. So we'll have six, five, six more podcast episodes of this. That's a guarantee. I'm... I'm taking, you ready? Well, I'm just refreshing the Hawks. Yep, no data available. So, guys, I'm taking the heat. With how dysfunctional it could be with Atlanta, and just ever since it's been coming out recently, and just... How interesting Atlanta has played this season. I'm taking it I'm taking a loss to the Hawks and a W for the Miami Heat. I don't think Atlanta could do it. I think Jimmy Butler definitely outbeats I think I think he just outscores Trey Young. I honestly do believe that. So let's just look at the depth chart real quick. Look let's look at the depth chart. Trey Young, John DeMario, DeAndre De- 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 Hunter, John Collins, Clint Capella. That's your starting five. The starting five for the Miami Heat, you have Gabe Vincent, Tyre Hero, Max Strauss, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. Do the Hawks have a better starting five? Yeah. Right. Um. Gabe Vincent, if you're going position uh, by position, Dave Vincent does not beat out Trey Young. Now, does Tyre Hero beat out DeJounte Murray? I love, I love DeJounte Murray. I don't know. Am I the biggest fan of Tyra Hero? No. But they're both evenly matched. So, I would just rule them out. Do I think DeAndre Hunter can max, max Strauss to me? Max is not bad. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it really comes down to No, you know what? It's pretty evenly matched. I think some things can be up to for debate, but I think it's pretty evenly matched. Cause beyond that, I know you have AJ Griffin and Sadiq Bay, but I know and I know Kevin Love and Kyle are old but you do have Club Martin Victor Oladipo, Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love. So that, that can't work. That can absolutely work. I'm putting it out there. But I just think that the Hawks are going to be a little more dysfunctional. I don't think the Hawks are going to be as in sync as the Miami Heat. The Atlanta Hawks have been up and down. That's just a straight-up fact that I don't think many people can deny. Honestly, that's just my opinion. Personally to me, if the Hawks did not have the tiebreaker over the Raptors, then the Raptors would be playing the Heat instead of it being Heat uh, Hawks, and it would be Bulls Hawks instead. I'm just being honest. So, the Hawks are kind of fortunate that he won that series over the Raptors. I'm just being dead honest. I just don't. So when push comes to shove, the Hawks never rise. When push comes to shove, the Hawks never really rise up. Sometimes you see Trey Young ball out. But Trey Young is a defensive liability. He's one of the biggest defensive liabilities in the NBA. Like, they just you just won't be able to cover a guy like Jimmy Butler or Tyra Hero or Bama Bauer. Or even Max Strauss, I think, could beat Trey Young. I take offense and defense. I take defense with the heat. I really do. Offense is pretty evenly matched. I, I think you could. I think the inside game could be a little more strong. Honestly, I see Clint Capel over Bama Bio. That's just my personal opinion. I see John Collins over Max Strauss of that. Yeah, so I think offensively there's a little more power from the Hawks, but it's pretty even match, besides a player or two. So in my personal opinion, I'm just going all in on the Heat. I think it's going to be close, but I think it's going to be Heat pulling it away because I think it's going to be Jimmy Butler. And maybe another player putting in all the action. I think the rebounds can be evenly matched or it goes to Atlanta. I think the points in the end scored is going to go to the Heat. I think Miami's going to pull it out. But these two teams are pretty evenly matched. They both have their pros and cons. And I can go in great detail about their pros and cons but of each player. But... Is that really necessary? Probably not. I don't know. Because sometimes, I don't know when I go like on a whole round of this stuff, if you guys get bored or not. sometimes those numbers can be boring. But, no one's injured. Besides Nikila. Personally, this is very evenly matched. Like, There's not many complaints to this. Like, both teams are very good. Like, you have Sadiq and Bogdan Bonavich. Like, some can argue that the Hawks can win. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. But many people can argue that the Hawks can pull it out. This is just really tough, so it's not like a runaway game where I'm picking underdog because there's not underdog. These two teams, despite some chaos, are pretty well matched. And also this is a uh, Southeast rivalry. This is a Southeast matchup. Both for in that division. Just wanted to point that out if anyone cared. To me, I just see Miami getting the upper hand on Atlanta. I really do. I don't get me wrong, I like Atlanta. I like both teams. I just my guts tell me Miami's gonna pull it out. They're gonna come on top. They're gonna put just gonna have a great performance. I think both teams are gonna ball out. Also, I think it's gonna be both teams ball out, or one team struggles mightily and the other just crushes them. But do I say it's gonna be? Do I say it's gonna be the case? I don't think so. I I don't think I don't think we can see that. At least I don't think so. This one is actually very interesting to me. It's not like the it's not like the Lakers and Timberwolves. It's definitely not like that. So I am definitely intrigued how this game goes down. And this is our four thirty p.m. game. Very interesting. I'm very intrigued because. Both both teams, all their players have pros and cons. But with the confusion and dysfunction going on with the Atlanta Hawks, and just what's been said, and all the rumors, and just how they've been playing in the past couple of weeks, I have to lean more towards the Heat. I see the Heat more desirable and more favorable. So I say I'm going to lock it in. I'm going to lock in the Miami Heat. I'm locking them in. Oh, and also through, according to ESP Analytics, they have the matchup 56.4% going in the favor of Miami. So Miami's supposed to be winning this. It's actually very interesting. I just I just think that Trey Young's not going to play as well as uh, Jimmy Butler. I just don't believe that to be the case. There's pros and cons for everything. Rebounding. Maybe going more to the Hawks. I can see that because they have Clint Capella and John Collins. Real quick. I just want to see Bam up out of stats real quick. I just want to check out Bam up out of stats. Um, Like Bam is good. Don't get me wrong. Maybe not for the contract. But that's, that's a discussion for another day. But I like... I, I just Clint Capella. he's just a force to be reckoned with in the paint. And I don't think Bamabao is that physical to begin with. Klinkapella is way more physical, but... This is going to be a close game, but I think that this is a game where Jimmy Bower just goes up and tries to secure it for his team. I do believe that. But boy, oh boy, this Southeast division matchup, the Southeast playoff game. This is going to be special. Not going to lie. This is going to be matched very differently. This is going to be matched very tightly. I can see the Hawks moving on. I can see the Hawks moving on and facing the Celtics. I can see that. I can also see Celtics heat. Now, would Celtics Hawks be a better matchup? I don't know. Maybe I would prefer Hawks Celtics matchup over Celtics Heat matchup. But personally, to me, the team has proved themselves more with the Heat. So you know what? Lock it in. I'm going Heat. He and Timberwolves, they're winning Tuesday's matchups. Even if it's far-fetched for the Timberwolves, I'm taking the underdog. I'm just that crazy. So, guys, with that being said, that's all I got for today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. Again, you guys know where to find me. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of those places. All of those places. And, guys, with that being said, that's all I got. Remember, you know where to find me on the podcast. Uh, April 7th to the 17th. It's just our special paw front, just so everyone can get caught up on the postseason. Well, beginning of postseason. And that's pretty much all I have. Uh, I can't really think of anything else. Remember, those live streams will be coming out today, starting at 10 after 4, 4.15. So, yeah, it's going to be the scoreboards. Just so you guys can have something to reference to if you guys can't watch on TNT for whatever reason. I have you guys covered. And guys, with that being said, this is all I got for today. Thank you for tuning in and peace out.